Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Chris Rod here with another episode of Should I Play That? Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're you're wondering, Chris, why aren't you yelling? Why aren't you <laughs> extremely hype? Literally, the first thing I was going to say. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? Right now, I have to contain the hype. I have to control it because guess what? This is a special week. This is a special event. And with this special event, we have a special guest. Elena. Yay! What's I'm going here. on? How are you doing? Welcome Good. back. Yeah. <laughs> After our texting back and forth over the Microsoft conference. Oh, man. That was... Oh, what a conference. <laughs> I feel like at, at, at one point, me and you were both like sending texts saying, yo, like, who is, who is this game for? Like, what's what's going on? Why is this here? But that's that's... You know, we're getting ahead of ourselves right now. Uh, yeah, I'm episode... gonna scroll back all the way to our uh, messages just to pick out some choice uh, live <laughs> text. But uh, just to just to preface everything, this is our E3 episode, and if you don't know, E3 is pretty much one of the biggest uh, gaming conventions. Well, not even a, it's not even a convention; it's more or less. What is it nowadays? It's, like, it, you, I mean, it's a celebration you, of games, as they like to market it as. I yeah, guess. That's what it's marketed as, but, I mean, honestly, it's a trade show. So, I mean, yeah. as for the last couple years, the public have been let in. But, I mean, first and foremost, that's what it is. These, these press conferences have turned more into uh, theatrics and and more, you know, show-esque qualities. But, I mean, at the at the heart of it, these are conferences. These are events. These are um, these. This is a trade show where publishers come on, um, to show off their wares to exhibitors, so they know what they're going to be putting on their shelves in the next year. That's the whole purpose of E3, or this is where you, was. <laughs> and this is and this is where you get quality memes like "My body is ready," and this is where you get quality cringe videos from these conferences. But oh, I thought uh, that was Game Awards. Mm, that's both. That's both. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure in about a, a week or two we're gonna, we're gonna get some, some cringe compilations of E3. But with that, uh, before we start, once again, uh, this is episode 16. Should I play that? And you can really, you can catch us anywhere that you, you know, get your podcasts. So, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're still trying to figure out Google Play. So, uh. Our apologies if you're trying to reach us on Android. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, if you use Podcatcher, we're on that too. So uh, we're pretty much yeah. We're, we're trying to trying to expand our reach. So yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So if you if you're finding it that you cannot find us, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know and also join the conversation. Um, this past week. We, me, Cedric, and James on the streaming side of Should I Play That, we had like a, a nice little discussion uh, about E3. Granted, the first 30 minutes was muted, but we figured out what <laughs> we figured out what was wrong, and we sort of gave, gave like a quick, you know, recap. So if you happen to go back and watch that video, just fast forward 30 minutes in, and uh, you know, check us out. So this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, we normally do our episodes with a segment called What You've Been Playing. But honestly, with all this news and excitement, have y'all really been playing games? 
No. I think the answer uh, is no. Yeah. Well, I mean, for some people, I'm pretty sure you have. But for right. me, I've been I've been so, like, wrapped up on everything. Just life is firing at, you know, all cylinders. But I took time to, you know, get all this news and give give my or prepare my impressions to let you guys know. And I'm pretty sure Elena and Rod, you, y'all have done the same. But how, you know, Going into E3, what were you guys expecting? Go ahead, Elena. Um, I was I was expecting the next announcement for the next uh, Assassin's Creed game, but I didn't get that, so eh. And then, honestly, not much. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I wasn't expecting, and I think I said this maybe, maybe last week too, is that this was going to be kind of a down year for E3, um, as we're in the transition between, um, when these consoles are supposed to be coming out. That means we're really going to get an E3 that will have, uh, it will be more exciting, I think, next year, because the PlayStation 5 will, I feel like be announced at that point as well as the Xbox. I think Microsoft and Sony are going to start 2020 um, before June at least to kind of tell us more about um, what these consoles are, uh, give us more in-depth, uh, you know, specifications on what to expect, whether that is gaming or game-wise or like the hardware. And we'll get into some of that with the Microsoft stuff and what they did talk about, but. Um, yeah, I think next year will be the year. This one was a weird kind of kind of slow year, but but we also expected that too. So I can't really say I was super disappointing. This is more along the lines of what I was expecting. Um, but in some ways, it still kind of <laughs> let me down. I you know I I had low expectations, um, and in a in a couple ways, it was was not as mind-blowing as, as they usually are. But hey, that's that's just how it goes sometimes, you know? Can't be awesome every single year. Didn't yeah. they announce, or didn't PlayStation put out, like, specs, uh, like, mid-May? Like, uh, just in a tweet? Or, like, in a blog post or something? So Like, ahead of E3? So they did. They I want to say this was in March or April, and I believe this was in a, a Wired piece that they released yeah. a lot of information about um and we talked about that here on the show as well but um they did release a lot of that we don't know what the console looks like we don't know certain specifications we do know like what they're planning for like the innards of the system like we know what the what technology they're looking to implement um we and know they've that... been doing like demos right um not really demos but well did they less... do a demo with the spider-man and the ray tracing with no loading uh, publicly, yes. Like we've kind of seen ideas. Like I would say it was more concepts, like conceptually. Like a concept, yeah. Yeah, like conceptually, it's like what they're kind of shooting for. But as far as like, hey, this is running on like PlayStation Five hardware. Like they're not really doing that. They're, like obviously, um, there are third parties who have um internal or they have they have dev kits. Like I'm sure all the major publishers have them. Ubisoft, EA, etc. Like all of them you know, have kits and I'm sure they're working, their teams are working on something. I think that's more obvious after this E3 than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think the EA and Ubisoft show specifically, I think is just the most like wait till next year show that we could have gotten from either of them. But, um, 
but yeah, I mean, so yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of right about that. Like, yeah, they've, they've been out there talking about it, but it's just not official yet. It's just, it's too far away. We're, we're a year and a half out from those consoles releasing. Um, so it's just, it's a little too early for them to show a lot of that stuff. And I feel like that was a good point in bringing that up because, uh, that's honestly the most that we're going to talk about Sony here is that they gave all the information already. Um, we got news about Death Stranding already. Uh, a lot of like their, you know, exclusives or first party games, like we've, we're getting information, you know, for these games already. So honestly, and, 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 and most of like, their games already came out. So yeah, what would they have games, to show? I feel like based on what happened last year with people playing instruments on stage and people just scratching their heads saying, yo, Sony, what, what are we doing? I feel like Sony felt bad, not even felt bad, but they were like, yo, y'all didn't like our conference last year. Well, guess what? This year we're not doing one. So they were like, we barely had anything to show last year. Like what would we have to show now? Because Sekiro already came out and all this other stuff came out. So it's like, what do we have? Yeah, so it was honestly, it's, it's, uh, I think I was listening to someone talk about how, like, Michael Pachter, um, he, I think he broke it down saying that, like, to, for Sony to come to E3, it would have been, like, they would have had to spend, like, 15 million to, like, set up everything. And that 15 million would have been, like, equivalent of $15 million worth of marketing. Why spend 15 million on marketing when all of your games are being marketed already and your games aren't like your games are already out and the games that are coming out, you've already yeah. given information on. I so. mean, you, you look at their, the rest of their lineup. They're all games that aren't coming out until 2020 with the exception of, of Death Stranding. Um, which I mean, are, yeah, like you just said, are you really going to spend all that marketing money, um, on something that's, that's still, so far, at, at least a year out still. Like, I, I don't know if that's the smartest move for them. I mean, really, I feel like they're riding out this generation pretty much how they should, you know? Like, they're clear, the, the clear market leader. Like, they need to just, they have like three more big games. We're talking about, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Death Stranding, and Last of Us uh, 2. Um, so, wait, what was that, Elena? No, I was agreeing with you about Last of Us 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's there's rumors of that coming out in early 2020. Like, we're talking February, maybe March. So, I mean, if that happens, and then Ghost of Tsushima has the rest of the year, like, to itself until the console's release in the in the fall and or during the holiday season. So, I mean, this is a pretty good strategy. I don't think anyone should be super upset about this. They actually did this for PlayStation Experience last year. If you remember, they didn't even have one of those. Um, so I think if we hear anything from Sony uh, at an official event, I mean, we could maybe hear something maybe at Paris Games Week. Um, but, you know, maybe if they decide to have an experience this year, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, we, we have plenty of time. Like you said, you have, uh, Paris Games Week, you have Gamescom. Um, right. if they do a PlayStation experience, like there's, there's, there's all these events and then there, there's also the state of play. So exactly, uh, exactly. They have their own method of delivering information now. Like they're yeah. they're they're taking the cue from Nintendo. So it's uh, I mean Sony, they're just they're just writing it out, like you said. So um, with that, I guess we could go ahead and start jumping into people who you know companies that did have conferences, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and start it off with EA. Yeah. Uh, I I guess if you want to call that a conference, it it wasn't really. It was honestly like the E three 
show that they do on YouTube with uh, Jeff Keighley. Like it was kind of just that, and they would like broken up into like thirty minute to one hour segments, and that was kind of it. Like they didn't have like a whole stage show, and they announced that like I want to say in February or March or something, and they were like, "Hey, we're not doing conferences." Uh, last year's was a complete disaster, so I don't blame them. Um, so yeah, this this was. I, I honestly caught like a lot of the highlights on this. I didn't even sit and watch the whole thing. It was like for the whole day on Saturday, or at least most of it. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, what did did you guys catch any of this footage or content? Elena, you want to start? No, I don't care about sports. I don't care about Star Wars. I don't care about Apex. I don't care about Battlefield. I'm sh- I have a couple friends that play Sims 4, so I bet they were mildly interested if they caught wind of it. Mm. Yeah, I think honestly the only like worthwhile thing that we saw was uh, the Jedi Fallen Order, which I mean it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People fine. said that people said that about uh whatever their Battlefield. Battle Star Wars, whatever. Oh, Battlefront. Yeah, that one. Oh, Battlefront. The first one and the second one. I was surprised at Fallen Order. Um, How so? I expected you. I don't know, and it it feels a little unfair because I expected to be blown away, and 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 that's an unfair expectation, admittedly. But like, I I expected a lot from Respawn, you know, like. What were they, what were they gonna do with this, you know, with, with this single player franchise? I think it's cool that they got, um, I almost called that man Forrest Gump, um, Forrest Whitaker. They got Forrest Whitaker to, like, play his, um, to, <laughs> they got him to play, um, <laughs> what's, what's the dude? Saw Guerrero from, um, from Rogue One. God, yeah. I am done tonight. Um, so, yeah, like, and that's cool. Like, that's cool. They're kind of in line with the canon. Like, they're doing the whole Disney thing of, like, everything's gotta be, or at least Star Wars, I should say. I guess they're not doing this with Marvel stuff, but with Star Wars, everything that's coming out in that universe, books, uh, games, TV, movies, like, everything, it's all supposed to be, like, under one umbrella, like, under one universe. Um, so that's cool. Like, they're, they're really holding true to that. But it looks, it looks fine. Like, nothing about, that particular game really was made me get excited or hyped or it made me feel it just didn't make me feel anything it was just was like yeah that's a triple a star wars game all right like you know the lightsabers look bright combat looks visceral cool now i will say the motion capture looked really neat like i think i like what they're doing in that area um but i don't know you said you looked you liked this a lot chris like what about this made it look very good to you I mean, it's. I, I feel like it's uh, sort of going against that whole notion of single player being dead. Like it's it created by EA themselves. Exactly. So I I feel like that. Uh, like you said, like it it, it. it just I don't know. To me, it looks good. Is is what we expect from a AAA uh, studio to put out a Star Wars game. So. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look at it and see like, oh man, this might be a mess. I saw it and I was like, okay, this looks promising. So like the you know the combat looked you know pretty cool. Um, 
I'm just hoping that the story isn't like super short or the story, you know, being bad or anything. Like I hope that this gameplay, like there's like depth to it. Like I hope that, you know, we have, uh, you know, different abilities that like, we can level up and stuff like that. So, um, of course we'll need to see more of the game to really, you know, dive into that. But on first glances, it looks, you know, pretty solid. Well, Free Spawn's making which, it, which so... I, I feel like that, you know, me saying that, I feel like I'm going to... That's going to be echoed a lot during this. Like, mm-hmm. us doing this this episode, I feel like uh, the phrase, eh, it looks all right. I feel like I'm going to say that about a lot of things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, I, that's like, this is supposed to be strictly a single-player game, right? Like, there is no yeah. multiplayer... In this, no yes. loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that on a stage at one of these conferences, and I was like, "It was EA themselves." Cool. What oh. fucked him out of in the first place? Oh, that was yeah. the meme last year. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, EA didn't. I think that was. I think you're right. Like that was the most exciting thing that was at EA. Um, I think Sims 4 had a really cool moment where they announced that, you know, they were doing, like, uh, I think one gendered bathroom or something like that, something that's completely unheard of in, like, any game, I believe, or mo- most games. Um, so it was definitely special shout-outs to that. Like, that was pretty cool. Um, and they announced new DLC for that. Battlefield Five got new DLC, but it seems really too little too late with that game. Even though that's... I think it's kind of a good game. Like I, I don't understand the hatred behind that one, but um, but looks cool. And Apex, kind of like what Elena was saying earlier. I don't think any of us are actively playing Apex right now, but um, that was a battle royale I enjoyed, and uh, it's cool that they seem to have taken the criticisms of the season one battle pass or loot box pass or whatever uh, to heart, and they're actually trying to put things of substance in it because a lot of people thought that there wasn't enough. Um, content, and uh, it's, it's good to see that they're actually working on on doing that with uh, more like interesting skins and and weapons and and, and things like that. So, yeah, which cool I, I feel like for Apex, Apex they just they need the time to develop themselves to be what like Fortnite is doing. Like Fortnite, they've had at this point, I think the the battle royale mode has been out for like a good year now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a year, year and a half. Yeah, so they they have like a good foothold in that market. Apex, they just you know they had like a, a I feel like a really good start to all of this, but now they just have to fine tune everything, fine tune, fine tune. I guess with a quickness, because uh, I mean Fortnite is still like a huge beast in this market, so like you can't really be complacent with like your updates. You gotta you gotta have something to. I guess push you to play Apex over these other battle royales, which it feels like a lot more games are jumping into that. So um, get on them for not giving up on Apex. I guess that's what, what I'm saying. I found, what I found interesting was their competitive system is a lot different to Fortnite's, but similar to Overwatch's. Like you yeah, have your bronze to Apex Predator, which is a dumb name but whatever (laughs) and I was like huh so it's a lot like Overwatch's like 
how are they gonna like are they gonna like have like your your squad you can't have like two bronzes and a i guess a diamond in the same group well, or because I, I don't i don't think fortnite has a ranked mode right? no they have a point system where you gain points if you live long um get so many kills and stuff like that so oh, there's okay. this point based and this is actual like ranked base like in CSGO and I guess League and all those other ones mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so that's it yeah so um, I don't know, I feel like that's, that's all we really have to say about EA like you said EA Sort of just had that event. I feel like it was more or less for the people that were there at E3. But what about Anthem, though? They spent, like, 30 minutes on it last year. Oh, man. That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that Dude, game... Anthem is get, it's dead in the water because they didn't even talk about, like, or give any sort of update to yeah. whatever I, their event was or I, anything. Actually, I it's want dead. to say... I want to say at some point during the stream, they, and I think this is a meme on the internet, on Twitter, but like they, they cut the camera to like a developer from, from Bioware and like, it's like, yeah, we're, we're working on fixing the game. And like, he looks so sad. And then they cut, they cut the camera away and start talking about something else. Like they literally like had that one point that's like, hey, yeah. the, the game is still alive. We're working on it. Yes, yeah, that's that's essentially what he said, I believe, on uh, some interview or stream or something. He was like, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, basically, is what the quote was. And that was it. Like, they did not have, like, they didn't cut out a segment for Anthem at all. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me until you just said something. But, yeah, like, it didn't get any sort of spotlight at all. And Battlefield Five came out kind of rough like i would say that or at least people thought it was rough i thought it came out like relatively fine and got like way 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 better but um but people hated that game when it released and it got a whole you know it got a whole segment and uh and it got shine and everything else and anthem didn't get a damn thing that's insane insane they should just pull a final fantasy 14 and pull the plug on it and then relaunch it at a non-fucked state yeah we were sort of talking about this before um starting the show but i feel like if that's gonna be the case they're gonna pass it along to another developer and have you know bioware work on dragon age or whatever else that they're working on and then you know they'll 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 give it to this new developer and see where they take it but um yeah i can't really see bioware i honestly working on this game for too much longer Ugh, that's sad but i mean what else can they really do exactly yeah so with that we're gonna go ahead and move on to microsoft um starting off i want to say that at least for me going into watching microsoft i i feel like my expectation was i wanted them to really go all out seeing how sony wasn't gonna be you know sony didn't really have a a presence at this e3 um if it was me i would have you know, showed off more, and that's shown off more, but I would have given more information on, the, you know, the next Xbox or, or Scarlet. Um, but I mean, that's, I feel like that's just, that's just me. Uh, I was you, expecting you... more bigger, like, AAA or quadruple A 
titles. Instead, we got like maybe like a ton of indies, and then not a whole lot of like any of their first person stuff or or first party stuff or any of their exclusives. A lot of it was just like this is going everywhere. You felt like that for Microsoft? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like we got a lot. I, okay, so I think right, I might be on the more positive end than you, because I know you guys kind of came out of Microsoft like you know, and not. I gave it like a B. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I might go B B plus on that. Like I, I thought it was a perfectly fine conference. There are things that I wish that they had talked about more and and did better, but I also think that it might have been a little unfair of me to expect that. Like, um, do you, do you want to just jump in? Like, um, I think the, let's just talk about the biggest thing to me anyway. Um, which is they officially announced they're, they're working on Scarlet. Not exactly like a huge secret. Uh, did they, did they, Yeah, at the the very end of their, um, the conference. So like, Hey guys, we're working on the next Xbox. You're which right. I feel, which I feel like when they talked about it here, I feel like they, they did the same thing. They basically did the same thing. They gave yeah. like a little scissor, not even the scissor reel, but like a little uh, clip of like developers talking about them working on the Xbox. So when they, they were doing that, when they, up so much. When like, they were doing that, I was like, oh, all right, cool. It looks like they're actually going to show us something, you know, of substance. But then they stopped and said, hey, you know, holiday 2020. Yeah. Nope, that's me with egg on my face. I that definitely did happen last year. I am remembering that vividly now. <laughs> um, okay, so that is not <laughs> the biggest thing that happened here because uh, maybe the bigger news is that nothing happened in terms of Scarlet. Um, I guess they announced that it's that well, at least the working title is Scarlet. That's probably not the final name. I, I feel like the biggest but... news is that Halo Infinite is going to be a launch t- uh, launch title for it. So yes. yes, so that's that's good to know that they. They have something big in the chamber for, you know, the Scarlet once it releases. Um, and then, you know, Halo is it's a big game as a system seller. People are going to pick – they're definitely going to pick up, you know, the Scarlet for Halo. Um, you think that it launches exclusively with Scarlet or do you no, think no, no, that no. that's a cross-gen? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Scarlet. I don't think it's going to be cross-gen. Okay, okay. I don't think they, I think they're gonna try to pull that gambit again because they did say that during the, during their conference. I think, I wanna say like when they had, uh, introduced like that whole, the video and, and everything, like they, I think Phil Spencer was talking about like, you know, when we launched Xbox, you know, 50,000 years ago, like, you know, here comes, uh, you know, we launched it with Halo and like he made a point to preface the entire segment with that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, not trying to base, like, their entire marketing strategy off of a throwaway line in a conference, but, like, I, that could be their thought process behind this, you know? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the next best, not next best thing, but the next biggest thing is, like, them really, like, focusing on the Game Pass. Like, they really pushed that during their conference. They, uh, they... You know, showed off that there's like the Game Pass, was it Game Pass Ultimate or like the Ultimate Xbox Live or yeah, something like that? Yeah, it's like, a, it's Game Pass Ultimate, I believe. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's essentially a, like, a huge bundle of, you know, the Game Pass for, uh, Xbox One and PC. Yep. You have Xbox Live. Well, I think that's it, really. It's just the Game Pass for Xbox 
PC and then Xbox Live. Yeah. Well, didn't they announce the Halo game to PC as well? And that's why uh, people. That's like the big selling point to get people to buy into their service. Yeah, they did announce the Master Chief Collection for PC. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to be... I mean, I feel like I was already interested in getting the Game Pass for PC. So, I mean, it's just a plus having your Master Chief Collection on it. Um, But besides that, I mean, besides... Uh, I guess, like we were saying, like the uh, things that are going to come out on other systems. Like, of course, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 had a big presence during this conference. Keanu uh, Reeves is breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and that's cool. That's cool. I don't want to take away from, from that moment. That was really fun. But, like, the game itself, I was really disappointed that they went with another CG trailer. Yeah, like the the... They have, like, a gameplay trailer, but, you know, they're not going to show it off until, what was the date? Yeah, it's, like, around Gamescom, I want to say, like, with the, where they'll show it. They did, they did the same thing last year, which, you know. Maybe that's, they that's still fine. need to fix it up, even though, like, they're still showing gameplay to all the pressers, but I think they're probably holding off on a little bit longer to, like, maybe polish off a demo. Like, maybe to where it's not so buggy, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard, like, a lot. Well, we, let's talk about Cyberpunk because there are a lot of things going on right now with, with that game. Um, I don't know how much you guys have been following it since the, the conference, but there's been a lot of talk about a lot of different things. But, but before I kind of get into that, I, I want to go back to what you were saying, Elena, about, like, why, like, they're not showing it. Um, if we remember from last year, they did the same thing. And actually, the gameplay demo we ended up getting a few months later was the exact same one with, I think, uh, a few different versions of, like, the voicer over. Uh, so that was a little different. But, like, this, the same path that was taken in that demo was, like, same thing, same same concept. Um, and so the fact that they're trying to do that again, they try to rationalize it by saying like, you know, hey, we we're really we're, we're always really nervous about showing things to the public and yada yada yada. I think that's just PR fluff. I think you know they just they're they wanted to show everything off in a controlled environment, kind of see like test the water, see what people are saying, and kind of like what you're what you just mentioned, like kind of polish up what they need to polish. Um, but according to people who had seen it at E3, the one the version that we got was. Um, was exactly the same. Um, they claimed that it was the the positive reception from everybody pushed them to do that. But who knows, really? Um, but I do want to talk about Cyberpunk for a moment because CD Projekt Red has been in the news in the past for doing some quite questionable things um, on their social media. Uh, they have kind of a history of uh, transphobia um, and and kind of making some very ill-advised comments uh, <laughs> towards specific groups of people. And there was something I, I read today as of this recording uh, coming coming out about an advertisement that's in the game. Um, and it has a uh, woman with uh, a um, I don't even know how to say this like on the show, but like uh, she's got a uh, <laughs> an erect penis basically. Um, it through you can see kind of like through the 
like her underwear or whatever she's wearing, and it's like a, an advertisement for a drink or something. Um, I, I don't remember. It's like to max out your thirst or something like that. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's just, and some people have kind of taken that as kind of just flagrantly displaying, um, transgender people and things like that and not really paying much attention, kind of like sexualizing them in a way that this kind of feels icky, especially considering their prior comments. Um, they've, they've since responded to that. Um, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, so I don't want to quote them. But um, needless to say, I don't know if they're making it better for themselves. I feel like they're kind of keeping things a little vague. So, um, and also, they seem to work. I was gonna say, don't they have a history of like trying to control the narrative of whenever things like that come out about their company? Absolutely, absolutely. And the crunch. Yep. Crunch too. That's a big thing as well. Um, one other thing I want to mention about Cyberpunk, um, and I'm not trying to just like shit on this game. I just this is just what, everything that is going on around it right now, and I think it's worth at least bringing up. But uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a segment um, in this demo apparently where the main character V uh, mockingly um, uses like a, a Jamaican accent against like one of the characters, like in a way that is made a lot of reporters feel really weird about like where, like how they're controlling this. And there's something to be said about like, Hey, what's the intent of this scene? Is the context relevant? Um, which I think sometimes it can be, but uh, just the fact that it's being brought up enough. Um, and the fact that people are feeling uncomfortable about it is like, kind of making me go ooh, like are they really like are they just are they delving into some of this stuff not realizing like the damage it could be doing to, to people or are they just like is this like are they playing a character like what what's going on right here so i don't know and i think that's and that's why they they didn't put out a gameplay trailer they they like to control like the narrative of you know of the conversation about them so I'm pretty sure that if this, if this, I'm pretty sure that the scene probably won't stay in. I'm pretty sure they might, you know, remove it if it gets enough, you know, people talking about it. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Like, you know, like we'll we'll see whenever they decide to release the the footage of this. We'll see if if that's in there for sure. But I don't know. Just something I wanted to mention. We didn't see any gameplay, so there's not really much else to talk about other than Keanu Reeves, which you know that's cool. That's cool. Glad he's in it. He's he looks like he's a great guy. Like you know, one of the coolest Hollywood Probably dudes. Looks like, like the good guy, I, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. See, so. and and Rob, that's that's why I like that. You know, you bring in that point of that because I mean, right now when you look online in the community, a lot of people are excited about Cyberpunk 2077. Like right. it's it's one of those like unanimous like. You could go on any message board and people are like, oh, I can't wait for the game. I pre-ordered the collector's edition, yada, yada, yada. But right. really good point that, hey, like they're not showing off gameplay. They're not they're they're really being they're, they're choosing the narrative of how we're talking about this game. Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage people to try to read as much of the content as possible. Um, the Rock, Paper, Shotgun had a really good article earlier today about um, the, their experience with the gameplay demo, and they kind of touch on some of the stuff that 
I just mentioned, and they also say that the gunplay is really weak. So I would say their overall their their impression is not like super positive, but I think it's a good one to read because um there are other ones that are super positive, and I think that those are ones with more uh, visibility. So if you want to kind of like try to balance out your like your consumption of of the impressions, uh, definitely give that one a shot for sure. Um, just because it gives a different spin on the content, but yeah. anyway. I don't but, want to spend I mean, too long on that game, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and with a good point, like you said, uh, we just get like a, a CG trailer. So, um, and sort of looking at a lot of the game, well, I mean, uh, Outer Worlds, they, I think they sort of showed off a little bit of gameplay with that. That looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, good. Here's an interesting point about Outer Worlds. You know, it's, uh, it's made by, uh, Obsidian, which Microsoft, they bought out, but, from what I'm hearing, Outer Worlds is an is not an exclusive game. Like you'll be able to pick it up on PlayStation. That's the Obsidian, right? You just said. Yeah, yeah. So I, that is that that might be one of the games that they were working on prior to acquisition. I'm not positive, so don't don't quote me on that. But that would be my reason. Just like Psychonauts two. Um, you know, jumping ahead a little bit here is by Double Fine. I think that is going to be multi platform because they've been working on that way before the acquisition. Oh, so pretty much anything that they work on from here on out, that'll probably be an exclusive. I, I think, unless something has changed, I'm not sure. So if anyone wants to correct me on that, please do. But I think that's how it works. Um, other big games, uh, like Gears, uh, what, what did you guys feel about that? feel about like just just the presence of gears because I, at least for me i feel like it was a, a little lackluster like, it was I, they didn't show anything yeah <laughs> you know they showed a billy eilish story or cg trailer and a little john cg trailer you know so if that sounds as it's as crazy as it sounds i promise um yeah they, they didn't show anything so i definitely think it was lackluster now, they showed Funko Pop, the multiplayer, and I guess some really good face, weird face tech with the Billy Eilish song, and that's about it. Yeah, like they gave got, more gameplay game to the Funko Pop game to the than the actual Gears game itself. Yeah, I think it's that weird that it, do anything. It, it does. I mean, I mean, it, honestly, it's weird that the game is coming out in a few months. Like that's not that far away, and we got nothing. I think that's really strange. Mm. Do you think that we're going to see Gears being pushed back because of that? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. I just think it was a really weird decision to not do it. Like, I don't, I don't know if that means Gears is in trouble, um, or that they'll push it back, but I mean, they could. Who knows? Like, I don't know what else Microsoft has this, the rest of this year, but, you know, I, I don't know. That's, it's a, it's just a weird choice. Mm. Uh, and of course, like, you know, Microsoft during the conferences, they like to show off, uh, some indie stuff too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Their, their, their support for the indie titles, like, it's, it's always commendable. Like, I always, you know, uh, see a couple of games, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. And then down the road, once it finally comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this game during, you know, the conference and end up picking it up. So, Yep. Uh, shout out to them for still, you know, uh, putting effort into their indie support. 
Yeah, their ID at Xbox Real is so good every year. Um, I I love that they get a lot of interesting looking games there. So they had that um, uh, what was that the the Spiritfarer game I think. Um. And that looks really cool. They've got the Ori 2 looks Ori awesome. No, like, Ori is first party because their Moon Studios is exclusively owned by Xbox. Oh, uh, the, yeah, they are exclusively owned. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, but the game looks fantastic though. Like that, that title looks great. Like that is probably their marquee, you know, smaller, budgeted title um i can't wait to cry to the soundtrack again um and they had this this game called 12 seconds which is an annapurna production and that looks like the most interesting thing at the entire show to me um i mean it's like groundhog's day but in a game and i'm all about that so so last impressions on microsoft you guys what do you guys think um did we talk about halo at all I mean, but what is there to talk about Halo about? They sort of showed... I mean, we sort of talked about it at the beginning where... We, we could talk about how weird the reveal was. Because, well, technically, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even want to say reveal. Because we knew that they were making the game since last year. Yeah. Um, I think they talked about it at the very end of that conference last year. Maybe prior to the Scarlet thing. But it, I thought it was strange that... It wasn't bad. It was just... We don't understand what that game is. Is it like how is it different? Is it more Halo? Like, is it similar? Are they doing anything different? Because all the buzz around Halo Infinite right now, all the internal buzz is that like this is the most ambitious Halo title yet. This is like way different than anything else you've ever seen. Like, they're really going for it. Like, three four three is really knocking this one out of the park. But like, we don't get anything. We don't even get like anyone on stage going, "Hey, you can do this. You can do that." Like, none of that. Like, it's just a really random cinematic trailer that shows us virtually nothing. Almost a rehash of the uh, Halo 2 E3 trailer. Um, uh, where he's jumping out of the dropship at the end. It might be Halo 3. I, I don't know. But it's... it was That was also a weird... This whole show had weird trailers. Like, weird ways to re- reveal your game. Or show more. Like, here's the opportunity to kind of, like, sell us on what this new Halo entailed, and I felt like they didn't do that. This would have been a great time. Well, yeah, it would have been a great point to, like, show us something to give, like, because I think this is supposed to be, like, a live service game as well, right? Who knows, Chris? Like, that's something they could have told us. Like, you know, um, oh, and Elder, or Elden Ring. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that game. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about except Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. I that's all I need to be in. So, like, I want more of that game um, as soon as possible. We don't know when it's coming out, right? Like, they didn't give a date for it. Nope. No date. I bet twenty twenty one. That makes me sad, but I agree with you. Yeah, because it's supposed to be one of their biggest games that they've made. <laughs> You, you know, I, they did say – there was an interview today with Miyazaki, and he was like, you know, we started development on this, like, around the same time as Sekiro. Like, actually, they started Sekiro and Elden Ring at the same time, so maybe it comes out 2020. Maybe. 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 So he, maybe he was it'll co- have, like, a more story, like, more background story? I don't know. I don't know what 
GRRM's um, influence is going to be. He, I know he, it's like story based, but like how much? Yeah. Um. So Miyazaki specified that Martin is going to do. He's going to do the. Uh, he's going to do all the lore, like all the background lore. Like that's what he's got. So I think as far as like the scenarios and everything, I think Miyazaki's going to do that. And he's gonna do like just all the gameplay stuff. I I don't think Martin's gonna touch any of that. I think he's he just did the premise of the game and like the lore, the background lore. Um, that's what he did. Mm. Yeah, which is still exciting because I mean he's a great mind. So I think like that's exciting on its own, and that frees up Miyazaki to kind of like just focus on gameplay stuff and like immediate scenario writing. So that that is very exciting to me. And it's uh not Bloodborne too. Like right. they're not despite being like Elden Rings something to do with like the Ultra like Charles. Yeah, yeah. It's more of the fantasy. Yeah, like Dark it's more Souls. fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going for that medieval dark fantasy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Which I know a lot of people were ho- hoping for like another Bloodborne game because oh, yeah. people loved it. Maybe PS five. Maybe. Maybe. That's Microsoft, though. Yeah, so next up we have Bethesda, which Oh, I, boy. Yeah. Also, all right, so I'm going to let you, know, you guys talk about this one because I think this this is one of the ones that I didn't have time to actually sit down and watch. So I, only, I honestly only got impressions from people that like, saw it. So you know, I'm going to let you all you know, run with this one. Okay, I put out a tweet, I want to say that night, saying Bethesda announcing hu- human NPCs to Fallout is is to EA saying no more loot boxes as a selling point. <laughs> For specifically Fallout 76. Like, hey, don't worry, we'll put some more human NPCs. Hey. Mm. Wasn't wasn't it a thing where the um there was one human NPC in the game, but he was like hidden in like a developer room where if you access that room you'd get banned? Uh I thought he was I thought that NPC was like some sort of like shop dude that barely talked and didn't sell very good stuff. Oh, I thought I that was him. Yeah. I don't know. I or whatever. I, yeah, I, I don't care I about the game. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much about Fallout seventy six except for that you know it was a train wreck. I, I just wanna... fuck that the battle royale game. <laughs> I oh I think that laugh says it all. Um, I mean honestly, like let's just back up a, a hair and just just let's just let the the beginning of this conference just wash over us for a moment. They shuffle out Todd Howard to basically stage an apology to <laughs> to everybody, um, which is so funny. There's a moment where he says something like, um, you know, we released Fallout 76 and we had a lot of people critique us for it or something like that. And he, the way that he just looked in his face, it was just like he didn't want to say that shit. He didn't want to say any of it. Um, and it was just, huh. There's a Cinemax there, made him say it. Oh man, there's a there's a girlfriend reviews um video about Fallout 76 that's very good and I encourage everyone to watch it because there's a great song about uh <laughs> Todd Howard in that that fateful day he announced this game. So, 
yeah, everything like the, the the battle royale mode. Atlanta, what do what what is funny about the? And I don't disagree with you necessarily, um, but what what it, it <laughs> amuses you about this battle royale mode? It's another cash grab for uh, Zenimax and uh, Bethesda to get your kids' money. See, but here's my thing: who's gonna get sucker? Wait, so this battle royale mode is it? I think it's, it's free. Is, is this, okay, it's free. It's everything, but, everything for Fallout 76 is free from now on. <laughs> because okay, so, so but, but you have to have Fallout 76 though, right? Yes. Which I mean, you could buy it for ten dollars, you know. Or you could get it free in Germany. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I feel like at this point, like who's who's gonna jump into this dumpster fire? Uh, the five people that are playing it currently. Oh, that's not what they said, though, on stage. They said oh, millions dedicate- of people. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's millions. The- Dude, I just, I, I just the number of people that bought the game was like an eighth. Com- like, it was like one eighth compared to like Fallout 4s or something. I saw a chart. It was like way smaller than Fallout 4's selling, um, like the amount of games that they sold for Fallout 4. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I don't I don't know who who is this for. <laughs> I, no one bought it. I don't know. They were afraid to brick their PCs and consoles and returned it on mass end, and then yeah. they got doxxed for it too. By Bethesda themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Man, that it was, was a fun train wreck to watch. It was rough. It it was rough. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what they're doing here. They're clearly trying to get more people to buy into the base game, uh, which I mean, honestly, is going to be the game. I don't think they're ever going to charge anything for for uh, additional content for this game. That would be stupid, just to be blunt. Um. And I mean, you know, they make a big deal about on stage about like, you know, hey, we're offering this for free. It's like, of course you are. So I don't know. I don't have really have too much more to add about Fallout 76. I don't really care for the game. So I heard that they made it more grindier so people would be buying into their uh, shop. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they would do that. I mean, just the whole thing of Fallout 76 is just a mess. Like, you know what's funny, though, is that as much of a mess as Fallout 76 is, it got more airtime than Anthem did. Yeah. Yeah. At least Bethesda will own up to their mistakes, no matter how shitty it was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot to say. Just real quick, uh, if you liked Rage 2, that's getting an expansion this year, so, which is, you know, that's along the same lines with what uh, Bethesda has been doing lately with their single-player offerings, so that's cool to see. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo looked really cool. CG trailer, typically not super inter- interested in those, but the concept for this one looks neat. It's like a, um... It's like a, uh, I don't want to say horror game. They, they pitched She it said a, it's spooky. She did say it's spooky. The, the creative director got out. And I want to just take a moment to say, like, th- I will say that as kind of down as this E3 was this year, 
I was really impressed by the amount of um people like women and people of color that they had like on stage. Like they had they had quite a few. Like oh, it was do you know this chick, uh the director, the creative director, yeah. she worked on Bayonetta. I saw there was a tweet where she has a pedigree. She is a prodigy of of someone I need to find it. Hold on. Continue on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. She, she worked on like Bayonetta. She worked on Okami. Um, yeah. So she worked under uh, Shinji Mikami, who was actually yes. at the show. Um, and he actually introduced her kind of like as it was like a neat little moment because like she'd been working under him for so long and now she kind of has a title of her own. And it was just cool to see him passing the torch to, to her, the new generation basically. And it was cool. She was very, she was very, uh, cool and, and genuine on stage. And I, it was pretty cool. It was, it was always nice to get a presenter like that. Kind of like, you know, Keanu Reeves was like that, you know, when he came out. Um, and she was as well, and that was really neat to see. It actually got Oh, and me... she was the lead artist on The Evil Within. Right, right, which is a Shinji Mikami joint. So, like, it's, they've worked pretty closely together, which is, which is awesome. Like, I think that's cool mm-hmm. that she was able to learn, like, a lot from him, and now she's able to make this really neat looking game that I'm super interested in. Um, but yeah, yeah it's like- Transitions in that, um, in that CG trailer was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job. But like stylistically, I agree. It was like uh, it was very well done, very well done. Um, it's like this supernatural game, w- action adventure title where like things aren't quite quite what they seem in reality. That's kind of a quote directly from the trailer. Uh, it kind of is a thing that you have to see, sort of, because we don't know a lot of what the game actually will be. But just again, stylistically, looks awesome. Um, it takes place in Japan too. Takes, just yep. Yeah, it takes place in Japan, which is which is also very cool. Um, so that looked neat, and also Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming out soon. Very ins- excited for that. Wolfenstein New Colossus was was very good, um, and that was the oh was it New Order or New Colossus, something like that, right? Yeah, New Colossus. New Colossus, right. yeah. That was a good game, very good game, awesome story, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it actually. So. Cool. Looking for that. Forward to that this year. That'll be a kind of a co-op experience, which will be sweet. And special shout out. Gotta say this. Special shout out to Death Loop. Did any of you guys see the trailer for this? Yeah, I did. I, that's that's the. I think that's the one thing I tuned in for. I think that's when I like I was trying to like watch it at work or whatever, and I happened to catch that. So fucking excited for Death Loop. So not only. Not only do we have, like, an awesome concept, awesome sci-fi, kind of like, again, Groundhog's Day sort of thing where you're, like, you're reliving the same moment over and over and over again, but you get not one. You get – let me just set a – let me paint a picture just real fast for you, okay? I'm watching this trailer, all right? I hear, like, this dude talking. I'm like, oh, man, he sounds like he's got some soul in him, okay? And and I'm joking kind of about that. But, you know, it's like (laughs) – It's like, all right, you know, cool. And you see him, and he's a, he's a black dude, you know, and he's like, you know, he's that normal-looking black dude, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right, oh, cool. He's not a caricature. He's not a caricature. He's just a normal-ass dude just walking through the deserted wasteland or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm always interested in a cool concept that has a black person in it just because, like, 
for no reason. I love it. Uh, we don't get enough of it. But so I see that. And then he starts talking and he's talking about like, you know, um, I think he's talking about some, like trying to find somebody else he's, or something. He's talking about like ending a cycle or something. Yes, ending a cycle. And I was like, and, but, he, he, but it's clear he's talking about, about someone else or someone else is going to come into the picture. And I was like, man, it'd be cool if that other person was like a, a black person. I doubt it. It'd probably be like a white woman or something which was still fine you know still woman representation that's cool but i was like man that'd be kind of cool if it was just like you get two sure enough the shit transitions and you get two you get two and i am so off the wall happy right now because like you get like it's a, a black woman with her like black hair and like like nice curly hair i'm like what is going on but it was it was cool because like the guys on stage it was like uh it was a it was a black french guy are they yeah. french right mm-hmm. uh, yes they made um the it's from arcane studios yes. so, arcane. Uh, yeah. dishonored. dishonored dishonored yeah which i was so just out of this world so pleased i was leaping up and down like they really did this like they i'm smiling right and, now and I, and I like that they were like genuine with their yes. presentation too like yes. they were re- they were really excited about you know them showing off the game showing off the trailer so yeah normally i find it really cringy when people like try to say like fuck on stage and everything but this time i'm like yeah you say whatever the fuck you want um <laughs> yeah i was extremely hyped so that game looks amazing i need more of that game right now right this second with with it being made by arcane like i'm i'm pretty sure like the gameplay mechanics are going to be like sick so yes. Yes. you know i i feel like the the, the concept is there but yeah. the execution like i trust arcane studios yeah so, it's got this um, neat 60s aesthetic to it yeah like I, yeah I, I think you make a great point about arcane like it's it's probably gonna be good you know spoiler alert um so i don't know i don't know Cool. I I feel like between Ghostwire and Deathloop, those two were maybe the most. The, the, I, I mean, of course, they're like you know, this is coming out further down the road, but I feel like that's those are the two things I really pulled out of you know Bethesda this year. Yeah, Bethesda's first party, their own studios games are like mediocre at best compared to like their other studios. Like, I get that people like. Doom and Wolfenstein, but like their other major Fallout game is just like it's been yeah. tanking ever since. Which well, I mean, it's because they they're using the same goddamn engine. Like it's about time. Like seriously, like I don't know who who needs to email, who needs to listen to this episode. Like if if y'all know anybody at Bethesda, you know, guys, if you could put out. A Fallout game, put out an Elder Scrolls game, put it out on like Unreal Engine. It's gonna print money. Yeah, but they have to pay another company to do it, so but the, but they're the not gonna game, do it. But their game won't be broken; it won't be trash. But they're not gonna do it. Oh, did you did you see the part in the Bethesda thing how they bragged how they were the first people to? Invent VR, even though yeah, who was did. that guy with that the lawsuit with Facebook and them, or what was it about the VR shit? Wait, a lawsuit came under that? 
No, it was like Zinemax sued a former employee who went to Oculus and Facebook or to create oh. Oculus. There was a lawsuit like at least four years ago that came out of that. Wow, and I didn't know that. I, I forgot who settled what, but there was a lawsuit out of that, and that little VR snippet just made me chuckle. Because it was like, wow, okay. It was the creator of Doom. Whoever created Doom, like the 1980 Doom, whatever, supposedly sold information, VR information, like how to make it, and went to like Oculus or something like that. Hmm. That's interesting. Supposedly. I forgot how that lawsuit ended, but hmm. it was quite funny that, that they had to put that little snippet in there. So let me, let me ask this before we uh, move off from Bethesda. Are you guys, uh, how do you feel that we didn't see anything from, like, you know, the next Elder Scrolls or uh, what's the other game that they're working on? Uh, Star something. Star something. Yeah. I, I, we expected that though, like I, they, they yeah, said that. I think they, I think they've said it. Yeah. 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 So I, I, we, I, we really didn't. But before we move on, we got to mention Doom. Like I mean, Doom Eternal looks really good. I mean, does it look like more Doom? Yes. But is that a bad thing? No. Like Doom is great. Doom is is really really good. They, I'm I'm so glad that a modern version of that game is was so successful uh, with the last entry and that they're doing something similar here. Well, I would say pretty much the same thing, but that's fucking awesome, so I'm fine with it. Um, also... And, like, the amount of variations that Doom released in. So you have, like, you know, the regular Doom that released on the regular consoles. You have yeah. Doom VR. They also released it on the Switch. So, yeah. I mean, they're doing, something, they're doing something good with it. Yeah, they, they are. It is a full-fledged sequel. That was not clear to me at first until, like, they had to actually come out and say it, I think, a while back. But this is, like, a, the actual Doom... I think Doom it was last year. E3. Yeah, I I don't remember that. I think they came out and said, "Hey, this is Doom Eternal." But I, I, did they say like full fledged like this is it? Like this is yeah. Doom Two, basically. Okay. I think um, so. So that's pretty cool. And uh, the new multiplayer mode looks interesting, where two players are like the demons, and the one person is like the Slayer. That looks kind of cool. So it's neat to see them try something a little bit different because multiplayer in the other Doom kind of sucked a little bit. Um, I completely forgot they had a multiplayer. It had a multiplayer? Yeah. 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 Most, most people did forget. Yeah. Uh, Doom was, the single player was why people came to that game, not, not the multiplayer, but, uh, but it's cool. So yeah, that was Bethesda, pretty much. In a nutshell. Alright, so I, I feel like we should have Elena, uh, head off Ubisoft. Wait, you don't want to talk about Devolver and their storyline of E3? I did watch that. I I, I did. I did. I loved that. it. I love yeah. Devolver's stuff. It's so funny. Yeah, I was able to introduce someone to it for the very first time, and it felt funny. I know. I, I did the actually. Same. Actually, missed it this year. I didn't. I wasn't able to watch it. That's it. It's. It was pretty I, good. I noticed that a lot of, or my friend, she noticed that a lot of their tr- uh, games that they were announcing weren't gonna come to Xbox. It was like PlayStation, Switch, or PC. None of it was going to Xbox. Hmm. That's weird. I didn't notice that. Huh. It was quite funny. I was like, huh, I guess you're right. Because, like, two more games after she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, they they haven't announced it for Xbox. That's weird. Okay. But they well, announced an arcade. Like, an actual full-fledged, like, arcade machine. 
Yeah. Or yeah, enter the dungeon. Yeah, a cabinet. It actually looked like a joke at first, but it is for real. For so real. That's to your cool. house, to your actual arcade, to to anywhere. To anywhere. To anywhere. All right, Atlanta, do you want to actually head up the Ubisoft stuff? I was at work whenever Ubisoft was going on, but the AC Odyssey story mode seems interesting. My friend, she tweeted, she's like, yes, I could put my fan fiction in this game. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. (laughs) But I was just like, yeah, I can see that happening because you can have, like, write out, like, if you say this, this gold text, then it would branch off to these other ones. And then you can ask, um, like, the white text is just, like, what extra information do you want? And then the gold text is, like, what matters, and so then it, you have it, your lying and your flirt. As a massive Assassin's Creed fan, is this something that you wanted? Did you didn't know you wanted it until you got it? Like, what is this doing for you? Uh, nothing, because I don't care about creating my own stuff. But I can see how other people would like it. Like my friend, she would probably enjoy it, but it's not my type of thing. Hmm. Understood. Okay. But they did announce the Discovery Tour, so, like they did with uh, Origins, they announced another Discovery Tour, and you could play as, uh, like, any of the characters, and then just, like, go on another guided tour, like in Origins. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's, um, I think you said this earlier, but it's interesting to see that they, they're they expanding on Odyssey instead of releasing another game. Because, I mean, we know that they're, they're working on another Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, but... I was kind of hoping for, like, a little teaser. Like, just like a, maybe like a... Like a title screen or something, but I didn't get it. Because, so. like, it, with us not getting something here, like, it's safe to say that we probably won't see the next Assassin's Creed game until we won't, we won't see them, like, mention it until next year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If anything, maybe Gamescom or, like, I don't know, the Game Awards, I guess. Maybe, oh, right. maybe, maybe we might see something like, uh. Or maybe then, if the, if Sony does a, um, their state of play stuff at the end of the year to like announce the PS5 or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna be a, a connection thing. Oh maybe yeah, definitely. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I sort of feel like, uh, well I mean Watch Dogs Legion, that's, the, the, what date did they get for that? I think it's 2020. Hold on. I have a tweet yeah. that has, like, a list. I don't recall them even saying a date, to be honest with you. Um, March 6, March 2020. 6th. Okay. Oh, they gave a specific date. March is packed. Good God. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about Watch Dogs, because that, to me, is the biggest thing from this conference. Um, and we heard about this leak a little while back. I'm, not, I'm unsure if we talked about this last week or not on the show, but I think we did actually. But um, yeah, it, it, we saw it in action. Like we saw that we could play as any NPC. I was unsure of what that would look like, to be honest with you. Like I, I wasn't sure if you are like 
I don't know, you have a, like, everybody's got a microchip and you're like, kind of, which is actually, <laughs> funny enough, kind of what happens, but, but you're literally controlling almost anybody in this world. A it, grandma. <laughs> a, a grandma assassin. Um, See, I, I, I wonder how many, like, challenges that's gonna go out. It's like, hey, like, beat this game yep. as, like, a grandmother or something like that. Yeah. Probably a ton. Uh, my the first thing I thought of was like, how are we gonna break this game? Like that's the first thing I thought was, you know, what? How many hours is it going to be before I start running into the same thing? Um, but apparently, if you guys have been following along, they actually Ubisoft has actually come out and kind of said what they're doing to try to vary up the um the the amount of people that you can hear or interact with. And apparently everybody is going to be unique. So somebody, somebody might have like, they might share a voice actor, but they are, they're, they're going to do voice modulation to make sure, make it so it doesn't sound like that person and you wouldn't know otherwise. Um, so that's how they're going to, really, don't they have permadeath as well? They do. They do have permadeath. Once someone, and they demonstrated that in the demo. So if someone dies in a mission or whatever, um, that person is, is dead, dead for sure. Like there's no getting them back. Um, and apparently they make references specifically to those people. Um, so, and who knows how far that rabbit hole goes. Apparently they've written like 15, 20, I keep hearing maybe up to, up to even 25 versions of the script. Um, to accommodate for all the variations of people and situations that you'll run into. So that sounds like a completely massive undertaking that I am very curious how that pans out. I'm honestly surprised that this isn't a next-gen game. Me too. Me too. That was as, as the demo kept going on, I thought this looks like a concept for a new platform game, for sure. Yeah, I get, like, a part of me wants to say, you know, oh man, like, March, you know, 2020, that's not gonna happen, they're gonna, they're gonna push it back, and don't be surprised if it gets pushed back, and don't be, don't be surprised if it gets pushed back into the release of the new systems, but then also, maybe being a split release where it comes out on, you know, PS4, Xbox One, but then, like, the, the version that you really wanna play is gonna be on the next gen system. Right. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen to it. To be honest with you, I think it's coming out way too close to the end of the generation. Um, it'll be out in the same year as the other consoles. I guarantee this game will have bells and whistles um, for the new new platforms. Which, which that's sort of what they did when original Watch Dogs came out. Like mm-hmm. it was originally on the PS3 and 360, but it was trash. Like you you wanted to play it on the you know PS4 and Xbox One. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do think it's worth mentioning that um, I, the mood and tone of this game seems like um, a step down for me personally. I, I didn't really care for the dreary, boring world of the Watch Dogs 1. Um, Watch Dogs 2, the game livened up a lot, and I ended up liking mm-hmm. – I liked that a lot more, even though, yeah, some of it is a little cringy and, uh, and obnoxious, like with all that hacking stuff and the dude with the mask, but – I liked that it was it had a vibe, it had a direction. Exactly. It had character to it. Like, you know, it didn't take itself too seriously. So I enjoyed that aspect. And this this looks like it's going back to Watch Dogs One super serious, gritty, like you know post Brexit. Right. 
Right. Which, I mean, they literally name dropped that on stage. So that automatically makes me go, oh, okay, we're stepping into like real world stuff. Well, not to say that the other games didn't deal with that, but obviously they did. But, uh, you know, it's. And I think at some point, did, did they say that, um, they're not trying to, uh, have any like political like stance on anything? Yeah, he did say that, and that's complete bullshit. Um, yeah. Like, which, by not... Go ahead. I was going to say, which, like, that's the same thing that happened in Division 2. Yeah. Like, they, they, they claim to, like, not want to make a stance on certain things, but, like, the first cutscene in Division 2 is like, hey, if you don't have a gun, you're not going to make it. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, by not taking a stance, you're taking a stance, you know. Um, and 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 the the more that they say shit like that is 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 just irritating and 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 tone deaf, honestly. And they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so I mean, yeah, they're engaging with ideas that are very real today. We live closer to that reality of America. Um, I mean, obviously not America, but like we live closer to that reality of the world um, than we ever did before. So, you know, a lot of this stuff hits a little closer to home. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the think, think pieces around that when it comes out. But, um, yeah, a little bit disappointed in the direction of the tone with this one. But um, the game itself looks pretty ambitious <laughs> and, 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 and pretty good. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I'm excited about the Division 2 stuff. Um, you know, seeing some, some, uh, seeing New York for one come back with the third DLC. Uh, I, I feel like I really need to play this game more. Like, I, I enjoy everything that they're doing with the game. I just haven't had time to really play it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much like at the end. You're, you're on the hamster wheel now. Um, but I mean, yeah, the the stuff that they're doing is cool. You know, it's free as of this recording. It'll be free to for you to play. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks like standard DLC stuff. It looks like they're coming up with at least another raid, like one raid, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, they um, fixed that raid to where you can matchmake. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I do not know if that's something they're gonna do. Because um, fuck, dude, it took. Uh, the first group to complete the raid on console, I can't remember if it was on Xbox or PS4, but it took no- over 19 hours. Uh, it's a little much. Because it was difficult. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, the, the Division stuff looks cool. They are going to New York for one of them. So that's interesting. I think that's for the third one. So that won't be until next year sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think this DLC 2 comes out in fall and the first DLC pack comes out next month. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. How do you, how do you guys feel about um, Gods and Monsters? Dude, that looks super cool. I love the art style and I'm super into that because I do love me some mythologies whether it's norse egyptian indian any of it i'll i'm into it yeah agreed give it to me yep it's by the same people who did assassin's creed odyssey so i'm interested to see what new uh original ideas that they're bringing to the table here i mean we don't know much about it but the art style like elena just said does look great so cool i bet that a lot of that research that they did for odyssey they're just like 
there's so much of it that we can't really fit it into this game. So why not just make another one? Did anybody else get any, like, Breath of the Wild-type vibes? Yes. Except this one has, like, a whole... It has, like, a bit less cell-shaded stuff, I think. I think it's, like... It has more color than Breath of the Wild, because Breath of the Wild has a lot more shaders on it. Yeah, true. But, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what we get from that down the road. Um, then there's... Alright, so... The the topic of like UPlay Plus, yeah, I, I sort of like. Went, well, I mean, I sort of talked about it on the stream uh, last night. Um, I I'm sort of for I'm for these subscriptions. So my stance on it is that you know a lot of people are saying, well, damn, everyone wants to have like a subscription. You know, like what's the point? Like you're still spending a ton of money. You it, for me, I feel like if you look at it this way where, all right, um, let's say, for example, God of Monsters comes out and with you play plus, you'll be able to play it. Pay that monthly fee, play the game, play whatever other else game that's out at the time that you want to play, but you're not locked into a subscription. Like You should be able to cut it off once you're done. So, I'm, I, th- I mean... 15 bucks, I feel like it's, it's sort of high compared to the other ones. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. high. But, like, I like that they're giving you an option to, you know, play these games. Yeah, instead, that was of, my... instead, of, instead of, like, fully committing 60 bucks to a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so who's to say that Pagaza Monsters is even $60? Fair point, fair point. But, I mean, it's more or less just with, like, a uh, majority of the games. The majority of the games are really set $60. But if you have, like, you know, this this service where you can play these games with the service, I sort of would want to opt into that. Hmm. Well, I mean, what do, you, what do you guys feel about it? I thought $15 was a little bit too high in my personal taste. Maybe, like, 10 to 12 at most. I mean, if we want to talk competitively, I mean, Game Pass is ten dollars, um, yeah. which I think is a much better deal anyway. And then five dollars for EA Access. So, I mean, <laughs> any way you cut it, it's really high. I, I think fifteen dollars is egregious. I think that that they should not have gone on stage and even said that. To be honest, I think that's a catastrophic price. Um, I think they I, should I, have announced it and then debate on the price internally. Yeah, yes. I, I'm surprised that like this wasn't the first thing that we started talking about was the price. That's that's insane to me. Um, that's that's more than a Netflix. That's a, actually I would say a couple dollars more than a Netflix subscription at the moment. So um, so basically, no, I'm not interested in this. I don't like that every publisher is doing this. I know it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, it's already happening. Um, and I hate it. I hate it with my very core, but, um, this, this is not the way to go. This, this $15 is not the way to go. Um, I like Ubisoft games, some of them. Um, you know, we just talked about Watch Dogs. I do want to play that. Everything else, I can kind of take or leave. I enjoyed my time with The Division for sure. Um, but, I mean, I, what else? I mean, they, they have yearly entries in most of their franchises. Um, I don't know if I would pay this 
price or really any price for an exclusively Ubisoft game. I'd rather just pick and choose the games that I'm going to play um, myself on my own terms and, and time. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like this conversation, I guess I I see both sides of it. So mm-hmm. like I I I feel like I'm more like we've talked about this before on the show. Like I'm I'm leaning like towards more digital, and I like the digital future. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, well, time time will tell to see if they adjust their price, which I I hope they do. I feel like if they can keep the fifteen dollar price point, you know, add some more perks, like give us a reason to pay fifteen dollars for it. Right. Yeah. But I feel like that's. That's Ubisoft, right? That's, yeah, that's Ubisoft. Let's move on to uh, Square. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Square Enix, um, there's really only a few games that I think that are, I don't want to say worth talking about. They had a lot of stuff at their conference. I actually think they put on a you know a, a decent show um, overall. They had a lot of smaller news, stuff like Octopath Traveler coming to... PC and, um, uh, and a, a look at Dragon Quest Builders 2, which, which looks good. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts DLC. They announced that. That's coming in winter. Um, and Dragon Quest 11 is coming to Switch. Like they had a lot of small announcements like that, which, which are great. Like that was really cool. But I think the, the couple announcements that I think we should spend a little bit of time on is, uh, Final Fantasy and Avengers. So let's talk about Final Fantasy first. Um, this was a game that we have known has been in development for a really long time. We've just recently gotten like kind of a glimpse of like the game, um, and like what the game will probably be at launch. And here, not only did we get an in-depth look of at the combat system, we got a release date as well, finally. And, uh, are you guys fans of Final Fantasy VII? Are you guys looking forward to this? What's going on, Chris? What about you? I'm okay. So I'm I'm not like a super fan. Like I I'm gonna pick up the game, mm-hmm. but it's uh I don't know. I feel like I'm I'll I'll be excited once I have the game in my hand. Like I'm not gonna you know go crazy over the game. That and then like since it's you know split up into multiple parts, I'm not really a big fan of that. Yeah, definitely don't like the episodic thing. But go ahead. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's honestly like the, the gist of my feelings for the game. Like, I think that, you know, it looks cool. You know, we've been waiting. It feels like, uh, when did they first announce it? it was, I want to say it was like close to like a, I think a decade it's 2015. Ago, right? No, I think it was 2015. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was 2015. So, you know, we've been waiting for this game for a while. So, it's about time that we're, you know, finally getting a date. For sure. For sure. Um, so, Elena, do, uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I've never played it because I didn't own consoles whenever I was younger. Oh, so okay. I really don't have any feelings towards it. But how did you feel may... seeing it, like not having that prior knowledge? I mean, it looks really good. They really, I saw a side by side of like the first re- initial reveal to now, and they really did like sharpen up the graphics a lot. So, 
it does look a lot sharper than they did sh- uh, showing it the first time. Mm-hmm. So I guess that looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think you make a good point because that was the first thing that I noticed and probably even like afterwards, like that's what sticks out to me above almost anything else about the game is how great it looks. Um, there was a movie that came out a while back, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. It was sort of the sequel to the game because um, they didn't make a sequel um, at the time. And I remember watching that movie thinking that the CGI animation was really great and the characters all looked good. This game looks, I would say, as good as, if not better than that movie does now. Um, and it's like you're playing the movie. If yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You are playing the movie now. Um, and, and that is, is really neat. I enjoyed that aspect of it. And every time I was watching, I was like, man, that looks really good, man. So yeah, definitely my big takeaway was that the game physically is amazing. Um, combat looks cool. It looks like a, a, a interesting mix of like Final Fantasy 15 with maybe a dash of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, you have kind of like the real time combat, but you're still kind of on like the ATB, the active time stuff from seven is implemented in the game. So you have the best of both worlds there, which I think is a really interesting direction to, to go in. Yeah. I saw a tweet saying that like is, um, what was it? Uh, was it turn based? Uh, RPG is like falling out of style into action RPG? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And, and and that's not to say, you know, anything bad about, you know, turn-based games. Turn-based games are great. But, yeah, I, they're not as popular as... Um, I think the only popular one left is probably Pokemon, to I was going to say, yeah, Pokemon is like the... When you think the only one. The only one that's out right now. And there was like a rumor that Sword and Shield was going to have like a mode where... They're leaning towards the action RPG, but so far we haven't seen anything about that yet. I mean, we've got, we do have like popular, I don't think anything is super popular in the rest, in the West as like something like Pokemon, but I mean, you know, we, I mentioned Dragon Quest earlier. That's a traditional, you know, um, RPG that is turn-based that is, you know, extremely popular in Japan, not as popular here in the States, but I mean, you know, and Octopath just came out as well. Like that's turn-based as well. These games are coming out, but no, I don't think they're as popular as the action stuff, like Kingdom Hearts or anything like that. Um, you don't get that immediate gratification with a turn-based game, and I think that's part of it. Um, maybe it's like that's... less, yeah, it's like less happening in the the AAA first-party games, and it's more popular in the like the indies. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. So I definitely want to know like the pricing structure for this game and where it actually is going to end. Um, like I actually haven't checked out any of the pre-orders yet. I know they're up now, but I don't know how much the game costs. I'm not sure if it costs sixty dollars or what's going on there. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Um, the producer is out there saying that this is supposed to be like the size of a normal Final Fantasy game, so that could be anywhere from like thirty to fifty hours. Um, and yet we would still not get the complete game. That's mind-boggling to me. Um, and I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It, it, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to add about this game, but if not, we could probably move on. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Because, I mean, there's, there's not, nothing you could really say. I mean, I know a lot. All right, and I also want to say that I feel... it's 
sort of like what I said at the beginning of the episode, like a lot of the stuff that not going to say it didn't wow me, but like, I'm not fan fanboying over this stuff. Right. Right. And don't, don't take that as like, Oh, he's just not interested about the game. Like I'm interested. Like I said, I'm going to pick it up when it comes out, but it's for one stuff that we've known about for a while. And right. two, like the, the build up, getting that hype over a game like just leads to expectations that you just won't live up to. Mm-hmm. So with something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, like you really shouldn't get like it's good to be excited, but you know, temper the expectations a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the other thing that they showed that was really interesting at Square um, was the Avengers game. So we knew that this was being made for a few years now, um, and I don't I believe they teased it did they tease it last year? Somewhere they might have teased it sometime. I think it was last year. I think yeah. right. Um and we saw no gameplay or anything, so this year rolls around and you know, we're like, you know, all right, cool, cool, what's what's going on? This reveal was very weird to me. I don't know how you guys felt yet, but this reveal was very strange. Um, before I get into it, I am curious, Alana, uh, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're said, fine, you're uh, fine. I said Alana, just someone kill me now. Elena, what mm-hmm. did you think of the Avengers reveal? I can't believe my two favorite buds, Joel and Nathan Drake, are best buds. Wow. And it's not, and I bet you they couldn't get the likeness rights to every single Marvel actor. So I guess they're, they might be going off of like their own or maybe one of the comics because you're not going to get a Chris Hemsworth Thor. You're not going to get RDJ. Right. You're not going to get Chris Evans likeness. You're going to get something else. Which I mean, the game isn't based on that universe. So that's, that's pretty much why I feel like they didn't go with the likeness. It's no. its own standalone thing, which, you know, you sort of step back and say it's sort of a missed opportunity since we're sort of coming off of, you know, Endgame and people are still, like, you know, excited about the Avengers. Avengers is still, I mean, I haven't looked at, like, the, you know, box office yet to see if it's close to, you know, taking out Avatar, but... um I just, I feel like it's its own standalone thing. Um, I think my biggest disappointment was that uh, I don't think it's in that universe that Spider-Man PS4 is in. Oh, that's your biggest disappointment. Oh, yeah, because Spider-Man's still owned by Sony, largely. Yeah. I'm fine with it not being, like, I don't need everything to be interconnected. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, I... It, that's cool. Like, if they decided but, to do that, then cool, but, but, but what's up? since with their recent acquisition of, uh, what's their face, Fox's stuff, do you think we'll see any, like, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, X-Men? Do you think uh, we'll see any of that in there? I am not sure because I don't know how much of that stuff cross-pollinates into the games. Like, Marvel Studios in the Fox thing is in Disney. Like, that's all kind of on the movie side of things. Um, like, for example, Marvel Alliance 3. But does they own everything now? Like, Well, they did for movies, not necessarily for, like, all merchandise ever, which is, like, why. Really? They only yeah. bought the movie stuff? I didn't know that. I thought they yeah. bought everything. 
I mean, they bought everything. I, mean, I think, but, I think technically now everything is on, is it's in house now because Disney technically owns like Marvel proper now. Right, but I mean, but that that doesn't preclude. Okay, so the Marvel, so Fox owning. Fox owned movie rights. That's that's the most important takeaway. Is that like they? Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah, you're saying. like like they stopped them from being able to be in a movie together, but they don't stop them from being like in comics, in games, in TV together. Like mm-hmm. like it, like that stuff. They can do that. But as far as like Hollywood films go, like yeah, they could not do that. Um, I mean, if you look at Marvel uh, Alliance three, it has uh, all of those characters in there. True. Um, so. And that was a game being made well before the acquisition. Um, but that being said, this reveal was very strange to me because, I, like Halo Infinite, I don't understand what this game is at all. Um, they came out and said a lot of things about it. In fact, they 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 wheeled out like uh, uh, Trey or what's this, Troy Baker and uh, Nolan North and all these other people, Laura Bailey, like all these really great voice actors like i love all of them but they didn't say much of anything like they said a, bu- a bunch of shit that we already know about the characters that we okay great um it's an action adventure game uh, uh, okay we see like slight hints slight hints of gameplay with no hud or anything like that and it's like okay it's all stuff we ex- kind of expect to see but we don't really understand is this a service live service game they said it's co-op, but how is it like a linear game, mission-based? What are we doing in between missions? Are we recruiting other people? Is it just the four or five of us? Like, what is go? What is this game? I don't under like what. <laughs> Who is this for? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, but but really, but really, like, is it something we could play co-op like all the way? Is there a different mode? Like, I I don't understand what your AAA Avengers title is, and that to me is a failure. Like, that's a failure on almost every level when i don't understand what your game even is about like you want me to get excited about like the fact that you're just making this game i mean cool i'm glad you're making it but if it's shit then i'm not gonna play it right like i mean i don't care how good the production values are which the production values look fine like they look pretty good but i want to understand what i'm playing and i don't i feel like I feel like the trailer was like, not saying it was like a proof of concept, but that's sort of like what it was. Like you said, it sort of it looked like gameplay, but with no HUD. Um, when I think when I think of stuff like that, I think of you know how we you know how they revealed Anthem. Anthem was sort of like built as like a you know a certain game, but once it came out, it was nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, but okay, and you're right absolutely does now that i think about it kind of give me those vibes and it shouldn't because the game we know has been in active development for at least a few years now like we know they've been working. they said the same about anthem sure 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 they did i mean yeah we were as far as we knew at the time yeah that's that's true um so it's just really a baffling choice to 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 have it your a big avengers reveal be this way um and i just don't understand why may 2020 is about 11 months out um that's a lot of time but that being said that's like you're not even giving us a taste of what what anything so yeah i mean like you said like they 
it's the, I don't know, a lot of, I feel like we, we were teased so much. We we should have, we should have gotten more out of it. Like we, they, they sort of like teased what the story is, uh, somewhat. And then I feel like the biggest takeaway is that they didn't really show gameplay. They really didn't show what type of game it is. Like they, they say it's an action RPG. They say it's a live service, but how? Yeah. You know, I like at, at one point I was under the impression that you'd be playing as like your own character. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you would be under that impression. <laughs> and it's like they're showing this game off behind closed doors. Um which is fine, you know, whatever, but it's like if you're it, but they're actually showing what it is and so it's like I I guess they want to like you said earlier with uh, CD Project Red, they want to control the narrative to some degree, but it's like we don't even know what j- Technically, what genre we're playing right now, like no clue. So I, I don't know. And apparently, to be fair, the 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 game developers, the producers, they've been out there since the reveal, uh, talking about or trying to clear up what the game actually is. So there is a little bit more, a tiny morsel of uh, of clarification on what is going on, but. I want to see this, you know. It, it doesn't make any sense that this is how it went down, but. Oh, I will say I'm excited that I think I saw Taskmaster in the trailer. Oh, I did not notice him. I missed him. Oh. So, you okay. Know, well, if my Task- eyes weren't fooling me, yeah. If my eyes weren't fooling me, I'm excited about that. Speaking of eyes not fooling you, let's talk about Nintendo and Ooh. what they did with a lot of the games here. <laughs> they saved E3. So you say they saved E3, Elena. What did they do? Uh, well, the Animal Crossing people got their, they got their thing. Uh, we got Breath of the Wild at the end, and then Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Kazooie or whatever is in Smash. Okay, so let's talk about Banjo first. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Dang, fuck the Dragon Dragon Quest hero. Well, Phil Spencer's tweet is like, yeah, take any of Microsoft character. I would love to have a Microsoft character in Smash. I actually completely forgot the hero was even in that, but <laughs> but, but cool. It, it's cool. It's another sword character. <laughs> yeah, so you play the Smash out of the most out of all of us here. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking about, about Banjo? See, and that's the funny part is that I... I've only played Banjo like maybe once at like a cousin's house. So I have like, I have no attachment to this character. No attachment. Okay. Um, I know there's, I know online there was a lot of hype. A lot of people were, I know once the leak came out that, you know, Banjo was going to be in the game. There was a lot of excitement about it. But me personally, as like, you know, looking at the character, I, I sort of didn't really care less. I couldn't care less about it. Yeah. Um, I know the community is excited about it, so that's cool. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way, but I feel that about almost every other Smash character, so, you know, I, maybe that's unfair. But, uh, but I, I will say with the two characters that they showed off, that sort of confirms the leak that, you know, came out when the game released. How they, they, you know, they confirmed that we're getting Joker, they confirmed the Dragon Quest hero character, they confirmed Banjo. And then they also confirmed um, Doom Guy and Steve from Minecraft. Wow! Really? Yeah. Steve. 
Oh my god. Okay. Wow. Um, I thought the reveal trailer was actually really fun for him. Yeah. What's is it just me or did they attempt something like that before? Would like a tease, a fake out, or something? Yeah. Only to, only to reveal like the real person. Yeah. Well, uh, no. I feel like they teased Banjo before. Oh, I don't know. I don't recall that, and I feel like I've seen all of them. Um, it's, it's either that or like I've lately been having like the weird cases of deja vu. But I, <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like that trailer in particular. Yeah, uh, I've seen it before. It was just it was really cool because like you know they have the Donkey Kong characters, and I had actually had the reveal kind of spoiled for me beforehand, so I knew what was coming. Um, but uh, but it was fun to see like there are other rare characters there and be really happy that like you know that he's actually in the game i thought that was a an adorable moment in the trailer (laughs) um so yeah hey he looks cool people are happy i'm happy about people um let's talk about breath of the wild 2 what are we thinking actually hold on before we talk about that that would be a good one to close off on let's talk about animal crossing switch really quick because that was the most substantial of all of these things um I'm an Animal Crossing fan. I like Animal Crossing a lot. And they, this new one looks good. This new one looks really good. It looks like, and I say this in the least disparaging way possible. This, this looks like more Animal Crossing. Like, but on Switch. I was gonna say, I'm afraid to like, start up my file on my 3DS to see how, how, how my, how my town's gone to shit. Oh yeah. But I'm excited too. I get, it's gonna be another game that I pick up on my Switch. Um, it's, yeah, it's 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 a little disappointing about the review or the release date, but it looks like it's being put to really good use, man. Um, I don't know if you saw the board game on Wii U, but uh, that was a Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not a good game, but like graphically, it was it looked like it was a tease for what we was to come because we haven't had a new Animal Crossing since. New Leaf. I'm not counting Happy Home and all, and the Pocket Camp. I'm not counting that. I'm talking just the mainline series. Like 3DS was the last one that we got, so they skipped Wii U entirely, and now we've got a full fledged like console version now, and that's like, super exciting to me. Um, you're on this island. Tom Nook is like apparently like he he's like ransomed off Isabel. I don't know if you've heard of this, but you have to like get a certain number of bells to get Isabel from Tom Nook. Um, that's not a joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> Man, Tom, Tom Nook is a savage. Yeah, he's a son of a bitch. Um, so <laughs> he, he wants uh, his mortgage. Uh, yeah. Wants yeah. that payment. Um, so yeah, you get a little phone in this game, and you're on like an island. It's it's really neat. Like I I love the way that like the reveal trailer kind of played, and it was very relaxing and cool. You're still doing things like catching bugs and pulling weeds and planting stuff, and it's nice, man. It's a relaxing time. I can't wait to play this game, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like a lot of the things that Nintendo showed off, like... like Luigi's <laughs> Mansion? Yeah, I like Luigi's Mansion. What's wrong with that? Oh, and Spyro's coming to the Switch. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Spyro. Wow. But yeah, I mean, Nintendo, I feel like they had a had a, a pretty good showing. Pretty good showing. And do you want to end it off with the Breath of the Wild? Uh, I want to talk about the Pokemon thing. Oh, wow. Forgot about that. Yeah. And yeah, so... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. 
That yep, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Pokemon thing, it was like, um, a lot of people are upset with the Pokedex thing being, uh, not national. Mm. So here's the, th- here's the thing about the national decks. And this is like me, like talking as like, you know, I play Pokemon. Um, the national decks thing is cool, but honestly, like a lot of people, a lot of people don't really like go for the national decks. Like they normally just go for whatever, like the in-game Pokedex is. Like the like, I understand like the hardcore fans being mad that there isn't like a national decks, but you know you're still able to use the Pokemon. You're still able to port your Pokemon over with uh, the Pokemon app that's coming out on the phone. So I don't. But besides like completion reasons, I don't really see the big deal about there not being a national deck. Seeing how we haven't had a national deck in the games for it seems like two or three entries now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw just a bunch of hardcore Nintendo fans being upset about that. Mm. Personally, <laughs> I never cared for it because I would just try to play the game and try to find like cute Pokemon that I would want to take me or that I would want to take all the way to the end. Yeah. And I mean it's like I said before, like it's it's something where like it it sucks that it's not in the game, but it's not really changing the game too much because you're you, you still have the Pokemon to use. So it's people just crying just to cry. Yeah. And then Link's Awakening I saw a tweet that I was like, oh man, people were, like, people were upset of how Wind Waker looked, or was it Wind Waker? Like, when it was people supposed to th- reveal? Yeah. Yeah, it was Wind Waker. And then, now they look at Link's Awakening, they're like, oh, it's so cute! Like, <laughs> how strange how people can change over the course of 15 years, all these whiny babies going like oh this is too cartoony to like no now. i feel like i feel like that big uproar was more or less that we were teased like we were teased twilight princess but then got wind waker oh that's that's but what still the big people didn't like wind waker anyways just because it wasn't the game that they wanted right but then it yeah. ended up being pretty damn good so yeah, I I want to call out that is it just me or does it look like they really improved the graphics or like just the art style of uh, of the game? Like when they first revealed it last year, you know, I was like, oh okay, it looks cool. They just uh, it's a it's an HD remaster, well, not a remaster, but like a remake. But they I don't know, like they really did a good job, like defining, like putting in. It the seems detail. like they changed it a little bit. They didn't, yeah. So. Um, did did they give a date for it? Is that uh, out this year? I think that's out this year. I want to say. Hold on, let me find it. Oh shit! Talking about that, God, Cadence of Hyrule. That's out now, isn't it? Um, wait, what if I? Is it that musical thing? Yeah, that looks really oh, neat. September. September is when that's coming out, and then the Fire Emblem game is coming out in July. Oh, we forgot about Fire Emblem. That looks really good too. It looks good. They we saw more of that. I think I want to say like last month or the or two months back. It was a while. Like the, this in the direct, they only showed like a two minute trailer of mostly cinematics. Um, 
I feel, I feel like if you want to see more of that game, watch the direct that they did on it. They did like 20 minutes on that game. And it does look good. I do agree with you. Then Luigi Man- Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out this year as well. Yeah. But it doesn't have a specific date, so mm-hmm. I would say probably like December. I was going to say maybe they, were, they might try to hit that October date. Yeah, October so. is actually looking pretty uh, slow compared to last year, how jam-packed it was. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. October has Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, Outer Worlds, P5, uh, Royale or whatever, and then Medieval. And that's mm-hmm. only four games. So they might do October. Okay. Because November is jam-packed. Like, November has become the month again. November is Pokemon as well. So, yeah, they're not going to try and, you know, overshadow each other. Well, it's Pokemon, Star Wars Jedi, Doom Eternal, Shimmy 3, and Death Stranding. Ah, fuck, that's a heavy month. Jesus. It's so heavy. Yeah. That is heavy. And then September is pretty packed, too. There's, like, I can see at least... I'm looking at this list right now. I think there's like 15 games on here. Like Borderlands 3, Gears 5, Spyro 4, Switch, Zelda Link's Awakening, Monster Hunter uh, DLC, uh, Destiny 2 DLC. Hmm. Well, I want to say before we look into the future, let's let's wrap up Nintendo. Um, Oh, yeah. Breath of the Wild 2. How are you guys feeling? I like Zelda's new haircut. She might be playable just because of her short hair, because long hair looks weird to, like, put armor in and stuff, so Zelda might be playable for real. I hadn't even thought about that until you said something, like, um, before the show, and I think that it would be a really cool addition to the game. Um, I, I don't think... so. I, I Okay, so I cannot pronounce that man's name. I apologize. An, um, Anomura, Amora, the director Nomura? of Zelda. Not not Tetsuya Nomura, but like the, oh. but um the director of Zelda. His name starts with an A, and I cannot pronounce it. And I feel like a huge ass. I'm sorry. Um, but he was out there saying today or yesterday that. Um, Breath of the Wild is going to, he said some interesting things, several interesting things, but the main thing is he said that they're going to re, they're reusing the Hyrule, um, world for sure, which I think, I feel like it's obvious. They created this giant world in Breath of the Wild. A lot of it is kind of empty-ish. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they're going to use that to kind of shorten the development time as well. I do not, I would not have expected them to come up with a sequel to the Breath of the Wild, um, so quickly. Um, and, and who knows? It says it was now in development, so that's like just them announcing, like, we're, we, we just started this, like, yesterday, pretty much. Um, maybe they just finished pre-production. Maybe. If they're, if they, okay, so last time they, they said that was Metroid Prime 4, and that was like three years ago, or two years ago, or oh, something. Oh, yeah, they like didn't that. even have yeah, a look of mention of Metroid, or, no. yeah. Nope. They just they scrapped it. Uh, we said let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it's cool though. I'm excited. This is the first time that they've ever done a sequel to Zelda. Um, ever. It was funny. This is I don't know if this is like a hot take, but what? 
I feel like this is going to be a, is a, is a sequel, but I feel like it's going to be a prequel. I feel like this game is going to take place before the events of Breath of the Wild. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I bet you it's going to be after, but uh, I saw a tweet. It was like, you fought the entity of Ganon, but you didn't fight his body. And so in that little thing, you found his body. And so you're going to fight the real dude. Because mm. mm. that dude was like a mummy. He was. He was. He was. All right. So I think that about wraps up the whole thing. Right, the whole kit and caboodle. Once again, like I started off the show, um, I, I don't know. A lot of a lot of these things seem cool, but this E3 wasn't too crazy. It was a lot of things were expected. Some of the surprises were great. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not gonna take away from some of the surprises. Um, honestly, we even talk about it, but I feel like my my biggest takeaway was the thing that happened before before E3 or E3 proper, but um, Google coming out and giving like the price of the Stadia, of like certain how how certain things are gonna work. Um, if you follow me on uh, Instagram or uh, follow me on like you know, social media in general, like I you know showed off. I was like, hey, like. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, take the plunge and do the Founders Edition. You know, I'm really excited about this, you know, streaming future. So uh, I feel like for me, some of those things, some of the smaller things that came out of this E3 is what I really took away, you know, with excitement. Um, that, uh, you know, what's, ha- what's happening right now with Bungie, with what they're doing with Destiny 2, I was really excited and then, you know, some of the things that came out of Nintendo, I feel like I I'm, I was really excited about. But C3, you know, it's, it's you know, come and gone. You know, we'll still get some information here and there. But I feel like the real main event is going to be next year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, exactly. In the meantime, play some games. You know, play some games. It is June. Play some games. Nothing is coming out until, well, Judgment's coming out. But other than that, nothing as much is coming out until, like, later on in the year. We've got some a smattering of titles. We've got Mario Maker 2 later in the month. We've got Fire Emblem next month. But, you know. Like, probably from, like, August to November, there'll be something to keep you occupied. Yeah. Yeah, and down the road, I we're in the works of like doing an episode where we talk about you know games that you miss out on. So we'll definitely highlight some. I don't know if that's gonna be an episode or we might make it. I don't know, maybe like a video or something. But expect some more content from us. But with that, you guys want to wrap up this episode? Anything you guys want to say about E3 before we head out? Uh, they made a Blair Witch game in 2019. Uh, what year is it? It's been like two decades. <laughs> and it I'll looks it. like, uh, hey, no, it actually looks really spooky, and I'm not going to play it because I'm going to watch my friends play it. <laughs> so for me, I definitely want to say go and play, um, or sorry, not play, go and watch um, a lot of the content that is, has gone on 
for E3. Uh, as, as of this recording, it's still happening. It's still going on. Um, the last day it will be tomorrow. So go and check some of that stuff out. I actually watched some of the Treehouse footage. Um, they're really great. Um, definitely got to shout out the Nintendo YouTube for that. Um, they they do a great job every single year of um, getting hands on on a bunch of the games that they show off in their direct. Like they did um, Astral Chain, which looks like madness. Um, and I watched the Animal Crossing Switch um, gameplay, like 25 minutes of just that, um, and like a demo build of that game, and it looks super sweet. So. Definitely go watch some of that footage, um, whether it's Nintendo or not. Um, there's a bunch of gameplay footage that you can watch outside of the conferences. So check it out. And I feel like that's where E3 is really heading into. You know, is that too much for like a trade show between, you know, like these retailers and investors? Mm-hmm. It's more or less about like these events that they're, they're doing for like these, uh, influencers. So. And like influencers and like gaming press. So, uh, definitely, like you said, check out, you know, all that content. You know, I feel, you know, I want to speak it into existence, but, you know, down the road, you know, you'll see us giving content at E3. Can't wait for that day. But, um, until then, you know, there are plenty of great outlets that are giving great information, showing off really cool things. So, uh, shout out to all of them. Shout out to all the people out there right now. You know, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> good enough, my friend. Good enough. I don't think this E3 was as good as 2016's, because I thought 2016 was probably one of the best ones. Because this showed off Hideo Kojima, God of War, and then um, I think it showed off Spider-Man as well and like some other games. That was a good E3. That was a good E3. Oh, that might have been the Kingdom Hearts year, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 2016 think... was really good. That was good. Alright, so with that, that's another episode. That's episode 16 in the bag. Elena, once again, appreciate you coming out. Uh, On short notes, you appreciate that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> once again, always a welcome desk on the show, uh, Rod. Thank you for. I want to. I want to give it. No, I want to give a shot to Rod because Rod, uh, you really helped out with this episode. You really helped me out with like some of like the preparation and whatnot. Yeah. And as, opposed, as opposed to the other episodes, you're right. Damn, man. I'm just. I'm like just. That. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm no, just joking. No, just. No, I'm just. I'm just saying like this. Like this. This week in particular for me has been like super right. rough. But yeah, did you get any sleep at all? Like no, I, like. <laughs> That's a whole different side story. Like, like before we even started taping, I was like, you know what? I just want to focus on E3 right now. So what the fuck was that? Yeah. So, um, drink more water, guys. Moisturize your ankles. <laughs> Take your vitamins. Get sleep. Drink Eat your waters. Your Don't sweat the small stuff. Read more. Keep people around you and tell you the truth. Keep people like Rod. Rod's a real one. Be humble, commit to things, your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. And I've I've started doing that recently. It's sort of liberating. I like it. Good. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up. Because sometimes you just get used to it. 
Or you're like me and you tell Alexa to, you know, to piss off. Stop waiting for the perfect time. There will always be an excuse to not be productive. Uh, if you're traveling this summer, keep use your front pockets to carry stuff because you're just making it easier for pickpockets to take stuff from your back pockets. If you have life problems, don't run away from them. Face them. It'll haunt you later if you don't. And last but not least, if you want to make a change in your life, take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do today to make that change? Some heavy stuff, isn't it? Some good stuff. And I think you that, need to go to bed. I do. I really, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, guys, stay beastly. Peace out.